What's up, fam? Welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers Podcast, episode 89. Oh, yeah. We are recording on Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021. I am one of your hosts, John Swanson. And joining me today is the full crew, man. This is like the first time in a long time. We got AJ, Chris, and Angie in alphabetical order. How are you? Oh. <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah. Three for a loop. You didn't see that one coming, did you? <laughs> right on. Well, I take it y'all are doing well because you're here. And it's a beautiful day here in Minnesota, but AJ's down in New Mexico. I would say lucky, but it's pretty nice here. Yeah, it is. Considering we had negative whatever weather. Yeah, exactly. Angie, I don't think you can Gross. hear AJ, can you? I cannot. Oh. Do we need to pause? No, we can just keep. Well... Yeah. Or do you, AJ, do you want to quit and come back in? Okay. Speaking of it being nice out after a long hiatus of that kind of weather, it was a whopping like 46 and sunny today. So I got to go outside and like actually enjoy my job for once. Nice. Like you were locked out. Yeah. Um, it's that bitter cold, the negative just bites your face. Yeah, absolutely. Don't what like I always that. forget about spring in Minnesota is like, yeah, the air is warm, but the ground is still frigid as hell. So like, it's still a weird type of cold. Like even if you're not, if the sun isn't directly on you, it's still pretty cold, I think. But In the shade, it does get pretty chilly for sure. Yeah. Anyway, enough about the weather for the week. Uh, <laughs> this, this week on the pod, we'll be going through a few things. We'll be covering a little bit about what happened at the State of Play last week that we didn't get to cover, and I'm sure Angie and I were all correct on our predictions from last week. Um, Epic Games buys the developer of Fall Guys, um, and a few other things newsworthy from the past week. But before we get that, then we'll get to the lowdown. If you want to be part of the conversation, or if you have a pressing question that you want us to weigh in on, you can reach us at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. If you don't use Twitter, you can send us an email to podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. And that's our website. You can go check it out. And you can also sign up for our newsletter while you're there, which is going to be coming out this next week on Monday, whatever day that is, the 8th, 6th, the 8th. 7th. Nailed it. Uh, you can I get sign to push up. it during an all-nighter at work again. Yes. You are so lucky, dude. I don't I know how wait. you always luck out like that. Uh, you can sign up for it at our website or you can go to mngamers.substack.com and you can find back issues at mngamers.substack.com. With that out of the way, we will go to what we've been playing. Chris, I haven't talked to you for a while, so why don't you catch me up? What haven't I been playing, y'all? That's the real question. It, it seems like almost every video game uh, that has been popular in the last three years um, so I made a big deal out of it on Twitter, but I did actually beat Sekiro. I beat the final boss. I can barely believe it. Dude, um, that's saying something though. Cause that's, that game's fucking hard, man. Well, so like, I know when we were talking, like, I think you said you got to the final boss and then kind of had to step away. Cause you were just like, not really able to, to get over that hump. Right. Am yeah, I well, I played with mods on PC, so, and it was still difficult. So, okay. yeah. I did like, you know, I'd been looking up a bunch of, um, a bunch of different like guides throughout the process of playing it. Um, and basically, like, used the cheese the final boss method like shortcut do it the easy way method and barely scraped by a win against him after like probably two days of like two hours of just challenging the final boss um so i don't blame anyone for like never finishing this game if you're not like basically cheating by following a guide the whole time yeah um, it's but tough. 
But I feel like that Genitro one, the first boss fight, like the first major boss fight, is also one of those gigantic humps in that game. And then that final boss battle is ridiculous. Yes. I think the game, if you're able to get past the... I mean, yeah. I think the first... I don't know. I definitely like felt amazing at the end. I don't know how to talk about the difficulty discourse with that game just because there's a degree to which like, I think it is probably the hardest game I've ever played. Um, And it's likely like going to be the hardest game I ever play unless something like I know there's going to be future from soft games, but like, I just don't know how you, I don't know. Anyways, loved it. Felt kind of empty afterwards. And so I've just been like dabbling in stuff ever since beating it, which was like a couple weeks ago at this point. Um, so the things that I've been dabbling in are a friend of mine over the weekend reached out and said he wanted to start playing an MMO with me. Um, and so he and I and another friend started up the free trial of Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn. Um, so please look forward to updates about my adventures in like digging into an RP or a J a JRPG, an MMO for the first time. Dude, but, I'm excited to hear what you say about that because I, that's one game that yeah I have always been intrigued to dive into, but never actually taken the dive because it doesn't have like a monthly fee or whatever. It does. I saw, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I saw a, I saw people um, recommending that you follow the main story on Twitter. And I highly, highly recommend you follow their advice because my friends and I were joking because I played the free trial of that and it, we were calling it like side quest 14 or something like that because it was just like overwhelming, like the amount of side quests that you can like find it yourself is in. Almost impossible to understate how many side quests are in this game like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is wacky how many that they have um but you got to see those numbers go up man and i bet side side quests make the numbers go up they definitely do they make them go up so much more slowly than the main ones though that's oh, kind of my you. my main point is like um it just takes a really long time for like the, the experience that I was getting by doing one like side quest side quest was like multiplied by between 20 and 10 compared to like the actual mainline class quests that I could do. And so this being kind of my like first time doing an MMO, I'm sitting and like reading every text bubble and like making sure I like understand the context for the quests and stuff. And my buddies are just mashing through all the dialogue options. And one of them's in the in the group uh, chat in Discord going like, yeah, I'm already level five. And I was like, dude, I haven't even started the first quest. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. And so... I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm playing a spell casting class um, between my three friends, even though, so in the free trial, you can't add people as friends, but one friend started a paid trial. So he's going to kind of be like our chaperone, I guess. And like be the person who coordinates all of us playing together all the time. Interesting. Um, and so we've added him as a friend, but we have to get to level 15 before we can fast travel. So I've been playing that. Um, getting geared back up with the mental infection that is playing uh, Hearthstone again so that I can try and participate in the new um, special edition of it that is going to be made as a Hearthstone classic where you get to do um, kind of old school Hearthstone um, and play it as it was when it first came out which is kind of a version of Hearthstone that I missed. I played like three games of it when it was brand new and then um, held off until the first expansion came out. 
So I'm really looking forward to kind of playing some of these like really old school decks um, as they were first release. It's a and cool then, card game, man. I like I played a little bit of Hearthstone when it first came out, and I've never been a big fan. But that one is definitely if you're always been intrigued by card games like Magic or uh, even Yu-Gi-Oh or something like that. But you don't really want to like dive that deep into something because a lot of those have more complex systems. Hearthstone is very straightforward. Yeah, and they've added two new game modes since I kind of was like really into it. And so um, one is Battlegrounds, which is kind of their like auto battler game. If you're familiar with like auto chess from Dota or one of those other games. Um, And then they also have Wizard Duels, which is kind of like um, they took a really popular um, mode that they would have every once in a while in the game and made it into its own uh, PvP mode that it used to kind of be like only a once in a while mode. So um, yeah, lots of cool new stuff going on in the game in a way that I kind of like didn't even know was really happening. So yeah. One um, thing I wish they would add is like, if you could, rather than doing live battles, if it was more like chess where you could take your turn when you have the opportunity to, you know, like you and I could play and like, rather than sitting there and playing each other live, like I could make a move and then, you like say you were at work or something you could make a move when you had time kind of like words with friends but as a card make it asymmetrical that way yeah because i like that was my biggest qualm and why i never really like saw it through is because i just didn't have the time to like sit there and play a live battle game or card game you know i feel you on that it um can definitely be a time sink i think it makes things a lot more efficient in terms of like play of the game um to what am i trying to say it definitely gets through the game more efficiently than the um version of like computer-based magic the gathering um which is magic the gathering arena which does still have all of the kind of like you have to be able to act on the other player's turn still mechanics from magic that they kind of stripped out of Hearthstone. So it does go a little bit faster than that, but it is definitely a time sink, especially if you get addicted to it like I used to be and just like are playing games nonstop. So all that being said, I did also just start checking out the Medium, which is that Xbox and PC exclusive game that's exclusive to the Series X and S uh, for the console games. Um, where it's a horror game split between two perspectives. Um, So far, I've found it to not be that scary, which is positive because that means I might actually finish it. So, (laughs) Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, But I'll have more to say about that as I get deeper into it. I have not played all that much of it yet. Um, And I feel like I've been talking a lot because I had a lot of games to get caught up on. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I've been playing. Cool. Angie, I haven't heard you speak, and I want to make sure you're alive, so tell us what you're playing. I am alive. Um, oh, thank dog, God. My dog is very much needing my attention right now for whatever reason. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, Chris, about the medium, to, and it's good to hear that it's not that scary because I've been wanting to play it, but I also wanted to play a game that would make me jump a little bit, so... Maybe I'll have to find another one to do such things if it's not that scary. But I've been playing Breath of the Wild a lot this past week. <laughs> I just can't stop. Can't stop. It's so can't good. Can't stop, won't stop. No, it's so good. How many hours uh, are you into that thing now? It's Okay, so I'm a little skeptical on what the Switch tells you. Because it says over 100. Well, yeah, dur over 100. But I bet you it's over 150 or yeah. more. Don't you hate that? I hate that. Yes, it's not Fair realistic. It's things. like maybe it's over ten or over this. Well, duh, I know that, but like, can you give me a hard number here? Yeah, but yeah, whatever. exactly. Even round it by tens or At fives, the like it's very not hard. Least. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but um, no, I've been doing a lot of the side stuff um, versus the main quest or mission, I guess. Um, the side stuff being like finding shrines or doing the, the memory capture situation been dealing with that but it's been pretty fun i like doing all the side stuff did you get the golden turd yet 
Excuse me? The, go- the golden turd. Isn't that what you get when you collect all the... What is it? The Chris, help seeds? me out here. Yeah, oh. yeah. Dang, um, I don't even know that because I didn't even like really think it was feasible to collect all of those. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I didn't either, but... Uh, there's like a thousand of them, I believe. I yeah, don't even know how many tons. I've collected. There's so many. I think I've only collected maybe a hundred if that so yeah. I, I don't know if i'm gonna get all of them and i remember still when it's like a lot right yeah. i feel if i feel like i got so many but and i don't even think that i'm gonna get all the hearts i'm supposed to be okay rupert allen seriously can you not okay um here treat there you go but yeah i didn't know that was a thing a golden turd now i want it for whatever reason well, and that's the thing. When that game first came out, like everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's got to be something cool when you get all these." And then it was a golden turd that does nothing, literally. It's just, yeah. I feel like I feel like you could just use the rupees, the golden rupees, and just make a golden turd, right? In one of the cooking pots or something. So my understanding is that the reason you get a giant golden turd is because the Korok seeds are each a little poop. Is that what it is? is I think that's supposed poops? to be a little Korok poop, which <laughs> oh. makes it kind of cute and also vastly more disgusting to me. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, oddly cute, but also gross. Yeah. Also jealous, though. Like, why can't we have golden poops? It would Whoa. just dismantle the entire economy very quickly. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what I was going to say. You think? You nailed it. But what if it? What if it was like it's golden, yes, but still shit, so it's not worth anything. Um, just make it, you know, bling it out like on pimp my poop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, exactly. People would do that, which is kind of sad. Um, is that so? You're uh, just kind of like charging up Link, getting ready to go to dive into what's his yeah. face. Well, I still have to go to the Rito Village and do that situation. Oh, gotcha. I I'm keeping that for, like, not the last, last thing, obviously, but oh, man, I, so I'm doing still more side a, stuff. That's a big chunk, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. ouch, Rupert. Well, what a what a great day to be now, recording now. and talking about Breath of the Wild on its fourth birthday. Is that is it really? Is it? Yeah. Oh, There's yay. been some really cool stuff shared around on Twitter, um, including some details. Um, I, I retweeted a thread from... Uh, Tristan A. Cooper, Tristan Cooper, at Tristan A. Cooper um, on Twitter of uh, fourth anniversary tidbits that he had noticed um, if you were looking for some like small details that you might miss while playing the game that are really cool. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, yes, I'm going to check that out for one. For two, is that why I'm seeing, you know, the, the, um, the blue bunny that's what they call it. It hops around, has like the golden wispy ears that flop around. When you shoot it, it like spews out rupees. Do you know what I'm talking about? Little, yes. little guy that runs around. Okay, there's like Link is riding a bigger one that's like a horse, but it's, you know, what's what it looks like. Is that what you're seeing around the internet or are you seeing that horse in the game? Yes. On Twitter, um, Reggie, Phil's. Fizame. Fizame. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Okay. At Reggie. So he posted that. So. And I'm just like, wait a minute. I've tried so hard to never spoil that for people, but that is my favorite moment in the entire game. It's a real thing. Like it's not, he's not fucking with me. He's not. It. I really wish that he hadn't spoiled that for you, but it is literally like a video that still lives on my phone. And like one of my favorite moments in the entire game. So wait, what happens now? Or should we not spoil it? For well, I mean, I already see it. So if it's a real thing, like spoiler. Yeah. Alert. So <laughs> maybe like we can edit in a spoiler alert thing. Um, but there's kind of like a god horse that looks like the rupee spilling bunny rabbits, but it's a giant yeah. horse. And every so often there will be a pillar of light coming down from a mountain, way off in the distance. And if you trek towards that there will be at the top of that mountain a grove with that magical blue horse and a bunch of the rupee bunnies gathered around it. Uh, And you can mount the horse. Oh, yeah. I want this. Angie, did you know you can mount any creature in that game? Like, 
bears and deer and shit? Um, yes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, well, when I first seen a moose, I was super excited. And I was like, oh, I'm going to ride this moose. Um, it, it charged at me and flung me around. So I did not get to ride a moose yet. Yeah, it's really hard. Uh, I've been really, I've been trying ever since and it's, it's really hard and I haven't mounted any other animal. I've tried, but it's really hard. I was never able to do it with like a bear or something. I really wanted to ride a bear. Yeah, I got, I got slapped around with a bear a couple times, so I just had to kill it. Um, but that will be a triumph for sure. But I really want this blue horse bunny now. Sorry. Yeah. Chase, chase the horse bunny. Let us know how it goes. AJ, how about you? Are you still alive and with us? Nope. I, AJ's he's dead. not on the call anymore, it looks like. Oh, uh, maybe he dipped out. He knew Fair I enough. had talked too long, so we wouldn't have time for enough people to talk about what they've been playing. So he left. <laughs> exactly. He's like, fuck you guys. Okay, I, I guess I'll go then. Uh, so I, f- I, I won't say I finished Bloodborne. But what uh, will you say? Are y'all there? Uh, that I, I mean, I got, I've seen two out of the three endings and now I'm chasing the Thumerian queen in the chalice dungeons. Dang. These are all things that are meaningless to me, but sound very cool. And I can't wait to try and do myself. It's dude. I would totally recommend following a guide. I followed, uh, Epic name bro on YouTube who was, uh, one of the authors of the guide, like the official guide. Oh, cool! So he knew his shit, and uh, not only was it helpful to like know how to approach enemies and bosses, but also he would explain the lore. And my biggest qualm with the game is that of the lack of story. Like, it, there's certainly lore and a story there, but I just don't find it terribly interesting, even if you know what it is. Or it's not that it's not. It's not it's just not a good story. It's like people say uh, that there's a lot of lore, but not a really cohesive story. I would completely agree with that because it leaves a lot up to interpretation. So, but a fantastic game, so much fun as everybody already knows and found out six years ago when they played it. (laughs) I, I think it's really interesting not having played beyond like a tiny bit of dark souls one and then Sekiro the degree to which Sekiro tells like a, a pretty linear story that you can follow, but then still has those lore elements for you to like dig into. Yeah. And I think that's what makes Sekiro a little bit more compelling from a story standpoint, but I did like the gameplay of Bloodborne considerably more because it's, this sounds kind of silly to say, but it's way more forgiving than Sekiro. And, uh, Bloodborne is not forgiving <laughs> at all. So um, once, or I mean, even before you finish the game, you can go into chalice dungeons and like, there are plenty of ways to manipulate the game and level up well beyond where you need to be uh, like in the progress of the main story before you get there, if you want to. Um, so it's, I don't know. It's a fantastic game. If you haven't played it or quit into it, I would recommend, highly recommend going back and following a guide. And now, just for the record, Thumerian Queen, like, have you guys ever heard the song Caribbean Queen by Billy Ocean? Maybe. Caribbean Queen. I was hoping you'd I, do that. Now we're sharing the same I dream. definitely have, yeah. Yeah. Now replace those words with Thumerian Queen, and it works pretty much perfectly. And then have that in your song in your head for like 24 to 48 hours. So yeah, you're welcome for that. Incredible. Yeah. That's been my last day. And then outside of bloodborne, I might actually get the platinum on that game, by the way. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm pretty close. I have two trophy. Well, I have to do the third ending, which I can do that. I can do that anytime. I have to get basically two more trophies and then I'll get it. So, um, Chris, you know, playing games while you're podcasting is against the rules. Who, me? <laughs> I'm ordering food. <laughs> oh. uh, and then I bought the Backbone controller. Have you guys seen this thing? I've heard a lot I of like, good things about it. I would love to hear about it. It's awesome, man. It. 
I bought it for basically so I could play games like not necessarily through Apple Arcade, but also like you can do um, remote play like your PlayStation or Xbox. And I've been playing Apple an Apple Arcade game and it works fantastic. It's awesome. It's uh, if you're trying to look for something to play, but like on a mobile game, like want to play your mobile game, but want to use a controller, I would highly recommend it. It's kind of expensive. It was like a hundred bucks. So, um, but outside of that, I would say it's a fantastic, uh, controller for mobile games. Awesome. Very user-friendly has its own like app where you can like is a home space to like pick any game that you have. So you don't, you can basically use the backbone app to open any game that you can access through. Um, your phone while you have that controller attached so it's really cool i'll uh let you know as i progress how it um pans out because i plan on playing a few more things with it outside of apple arcade and then as aj mentioned briefly he and i played the outriders demo or more he and i talked while i played the beginning (laughs) and he had gotten further along so we were gonna play again and uh we haven't gotten around to it but that's if you haven't it's kind of it's a cover shooter it's a lot it reminded me a lot of gears of war but you're basically like dropped on this planet and then bad things happen and you get cryo frozen and wake up in the future and i don't know you're like supercharged somehow or something but um if you're into like division and stuff like that it's basically like a mix between um gears of war and division in my head is how i would explain it but if you're in for another you know how everybody's aching for another live service game here's what you wanted um you guys got anything else you want to talk about i would love to compare and compare contrast bloodborne with you versus sekiro and possibly against dark souls one once i've like played more of these but i am like committed to playing more from soft games now um, yeah, I kind of am too, man. I kind of even want to go back and play Sekiro on my PS4 and Dark Souls on my Switch because I already have it. And just go through this same guy's walkthroughs as I do it because it's so interesting and fun to do. I mean, yeah, I would love um, maybe like more hand-holding with the lore because I bet that would make it a richer experience in the games that don't have like the straightforward story. Yeah, and it's it's nice to not feel like I mean I still died and died a lot and uh, it, it's still challenging today. Like if I go play tonight, I guarantee you I'll die and get irritated about it. Like you know, it's, there's no such thing as getting so OP in those games that you can just blow right through them. Like I just don't think that's a thing that exists. So um, they're always fun to encounter. So even if you're following a guide or something, it's, it still offers a challenge. Um, it's just a matter of taking the time to play that one game for an extended period. Cause I've been playing this game for like six to eight weeks, something like that, which is a long time for me to play one game. Yeah. I felt like really lucky to have the time and patience to chip away slowly at Sekiro because I think it, like, I feel like I was a definitively stronger player of that game at the end than I was even like three quarters of the way through or midway through. Like, yeah. I felt like I continually was growing and learning and getting better. But I also do exactly. feel like you, Sekiro has a power curve in it where you are getting stronger and stronger in a way that I wouldn't have expected. Agreed. And there are distinct, they're all distinctively different, but equally, or like, I won't say equally challenged, but offer their own sets of challenges and stuff. So uh, it's no coincidence that from software games get as much, as many accolades as they do, because I think they're highly deserving of it. So we should do like a side hustle about those games when we, you and I play more of them, because that would be fun. Yes. Because I know we have a lot of listeners that are, like uh our homeboy jake out there is like pretty hardcore into dark souls so i would love anyway to host a discussion pod like as a side hustle and get a bunch of those more experienced users to like write in their experience with the game and users listeners those listeners who have been playing them for longer than i have to like write in their comments and questions and anything 
It'd be awesome. Word. Well, with that said, you can look forward to that in the future. But for now, how about we talk about some news? Yes, please. Let's start with the thing that us Xbox fans tried to sneakily leave out of the show, <laughs> um, which is the state of play that happened last week. Yeah. Did uh, did either of you watch it or read anything on it? I caught it pretty close to live, but as a person who doesn't have a PlayStation 5, I'd be pretty curious to hear... Um, what you have to say about it first, John. Angie, did you get a chance to watch any of it? Not fully, no. Did not. Well, yeah, I, I pulled a article from Adam Bakerst over at IGN because they do a really good job after these um, state of plays and Nintendo directs of kind of surmising what, summarizing rather what happened um, during them. I guess to me, the coolest things were the... I do think Returnal looks really cool. I know a lot of people think it doesn't. It just doesn't look like a $70 game. I think it totally looks like a $70 game. Kena Bridge of Spirits. I think that looks fantastic. There's also not rumor, but I guess speculation about whether or not Kena Bridge of Spirits will be a PS Plus game when it releases because PlayStation Plus is smaller lately. They've um, like, for example, Final Fantasy VII Remake, a game that just came out what uh 10 months ago not even that oh i guess almost about a year ago but is one of the best games of last year and on playstation is coming out and they also announced the um, ps5 upgrade to that for those who have purchased it already just a lot of cool stuff uh there's a dodgeball kind of game that looks like i would at least give it a try called knockout city yeah, they showed that off at the Nintendo Direct too. Um, it looks oh, like it they? starts with um, Universal Crossplay, like at launch too. Which yeah, man, and I mean that for sure looks like a PlayStation Plus game to me. Uh, a lot of people were psyched, stoked about the Sifu game, which like is kind of looks like a brawler, uh, third person brawler, kind of like yakuza but completely different i guess that's the first thing that comes to my mind that i could think of to compare it to. yeah it's from a developer that did um a really martial arts heavy game i think like absolver yep um and so you can definitely see the way that they have like that heavy martial arts inspired combat continue through to that things so specific games that stood out to me are final fantasy 7 remake intergrade which is the two chapter long side story expansion for Final Fantasy VII Remake featuring one of my favorite characters from when I was a kid, Yuffie. Um, Yuffie. I think it's probably Yuffie. I pronounce it Yuffie because of the musical artist Uffie. Um, but Yuffie is back. She looks totally badass and has a cool uh, Moogle hood that she wears um, and is exclusive to the PS5, which is really upsetting to me. <laughs> Like, dude, in, I I like I like her a lot, y'all, but not for five hundred dollars. Yeah, I hear you, man. Uh, it's kind of like five hundred twenty dollars. Sorry, I should be correct. I should correct. It's it's a twenty dollar like expansion, and it's five hundred dollars to get a PlayStation Five. Yeah, exactly. And I I think the upgrade is free though if you have the game or if you purchase the game i don't know how they even work this stuff out man because that game's free on playstation plus this month yeah so it's not eligible for the free upgrade i don't even know how they monitor that kind of stuff i don't you're asking the hard-hitting questions the way i thought about it was if you own it on playstation 4 the ps5 upgrade is free yeah but then do you get all the new stuff free no the expansion content is like a separate expansion if you oh, own it on, if you confused. own it through, I think it's also a PS5 game on the free PlayStation games thing that I can't think of the word up for right now. This shows you how not in the ecosystem I am. 
PlayStation Plus. Yeah. So if you have it on PlayStation Plus, right, if you got the PS4 version through it, you would just get the upgrade either way, right? But that won't include the expansion. And then if you buy it new on PS5 for $70, I think it might include Intergrade. Like I think the box copy at the store would be a $70 version that has a remake and Intergrade in it. I think, gotcha. but I'm speculating. I mean, that's awesome. That gives me enough motivation. If there's not a ton to play this year due to like a lot of delays and stuff, which is totally fine from COVID and everything, I'm more than happy to play that game through again because they said your PS4 save transfers. Well, yeah. Did you so ever check it out on hard mode? No, that's, a, that's exactly what I'm saying because I could start it over again on hard mode and play through the DLC and stuff on my through the PS5 version and transfer my save, which is freaking sweet, man. Yeah, I would love to do that. Um, but other thing that stood out to me from it were um, Solar Ash, uh, the Hyperlight Drifters, se- like pseudo sequel from the same developers, um, that 3D platformer with the weird, super neon-y aesthetic of like teal and pink. Um, is a game that I've been anticipating for for basically ever since I played Hyperlife Light Drifter. Um, yeah, it reminds me of the game that I'm currently playing on Apple Arcade that I cannot for the life of me think of what it's called. It's also, it's on a lot of other platforms as well, but um, it has the same kind of, uh, I want to say ambulation because I work at a hospital and that's a use word I use far too frequently, but it has like the same kind of movement mechanics where it looks like you kind of like shoot something in order to progress. Dang. I literally just played this and I, I checked it out when I still had Apple arcade and I cannot think of any of this game. It's so embarrassing. Uh, it's, I even Googled Apple arcade games and it is just like not on yeah, here, um, but I'll keep searching for it. Oh, the pathway. Yeah. That's what that I was mecha- The movement mechanic, even just at the very start, in the pathless is really fun um and this yeah this looks similar in a lot of ways to that um and then obviously y'all know i stand death loop um it had that weird bond theme inspired trailer that i thought was really fun and goofy i just cannot wait i might get it on pc um just to be able to play it sooner that game i never i i liked the dishonored games but i never was super into them i'm more i'm not really sure why i kept going back to them mostly because people that love them really love them so uh and they're not bad games they're just uh they're fantastic games actually they just i've never been much into sims yeah um, angie have you so ever played like... the dishonored games i don't remember no i think yeah. dishonored 2's on game pass right now but i feel like that's always Is changing um oh yeah i mean they are arcane and they're owned by bethesda so that will probably they'll be there soon if they're not currently you know yeah in terms of like overall takeaway, I think maybe like having Final Fantasy VII Remake be your big mic drop moment didn't read the room correctly. That said, I, as the target audience for like, here's a side chapter with one of the characters who you wish was in the original game, like they almost sold a PlayStation 5 to me, but I just don't have anywhere to put it. Um, yeah, but I, I think like not a ton of like those big heavy hitters like horizon or God of war, which I know a lot of people came in with expectations about. And a lot of these feel like some cool independent games to kind of like smooth things over until the bigger releases come out. I thought it was cool that Oddwards odd world. So, Oh my God, what a tongue twister odd world. <laughs> Soulstorm is going to be. PS plus for April, 2021, like they're queuing up these PS plus games really fast. And like, it's really cool that they're putting brand new games out on PS plus really frequently. I think that's like their way of countering the, um, game pass strategy out of Xbox, um, where Xbox is like games with gold this month are like a joke to me. Um, I'm sure they're like fine games, but like they're all older games that, I, you know, I wouldn't like jump out of my chair to download, um, this month and next month's PS plus games are like outstanding. Yeah. They're pretty killer for 
no matter where you're playing, I guess. And they put Maquette on there, which is a puzzle game that I probably won't play, but um, it is still a new game, so it's cool that they're putting it on there. Angie, did this state of play make you want to buy a PlayStation 5? It did not. Uh, but I will say that, is it the Kenna, however you say it? Kena, apparently. Kena, yeah. whichever. Um, it looks it looks pretty cool. The little um, the, the little black dude that's chilling on her shoulder, um, whatever that thing is, reminds me of the the Susu Watari, the little black soot from Studio Ghibli. Ah, yeah. It's so cute. It's not a Higgledy, is it? Is that what they're called? I have no idea. Oh, all right then. Yeah, I think that game looks fantastic. I thought the trailer that they showed also made it look way more involved than i think people were speculating it was going to be so i'm really stoked for that game i'm i was good mostly upset that it's not coming until august but oh yeah i just see again whatever works you gotta do what you gotta do i got other things i would i I would like borrow somebody's playstation and buy the party hats that go on the little guy just for fun I'll keep that in mind if I'm ever looking to loan out my PlayStation 5. Yeah, the, 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 you're going to get this game and the little guys are going to have party hats. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> uh, uh, next up, we'll talk about the news from Bloomberg that Jason Schreier reported on about the Harry Potter game that I think all of us were a little bit uh, slightly uptight about maybe. The fact that they, um, I think they've been trying to distance themselves from J.K. Rowling after her transphobic comments and stuff like that. Um, they are allowing transgender characters in the Harry Potter game that is still supposed to release, I think, this year. Did they push that game to next year? Yeah, they did. 2022. But what do you guys think? Does this change the feeling in the room about this game? I... Um, you know, I feel like I'm kind of lucky in the sense that like Harry Potter is totally fine. I understand why people love it. I think the books are fun kids books, but like at the end of the day, it, it never meant all that much to me. And so I kind of like don't have a horse in the race of like her screwing this up so badly. Um, in the sense of like, I, as a, I'm not a fan who's like losing out on this beloved childhood world that matters a lot to me. Um, yeah, I don't know that, you know, what, when you say like transgender characters as an option, um, you know, I, I'm not the most up-to-date, um, LGBTQIA plus issues, but my, instinct would be um having you know one would imagine like a person who is a a trans woman would maybe just identify straight up as a woman and um although you know maybe framing it as like having non-binary characters in the game um you know moving away from a gender binary and moving towards a, a spectrum of gender representation and being able to decouple character appearance from gender locks. So like having all of the hairstyles be available no matter what and having all of the outfit choices available and all of the, you know, being able to like customize your character beyond a gender binary maybe is more what they're talking about, but just saying, you know, I mean, and I I think it's really impressive that a developer pushed really hard internally per the reporting um, out of Bloomberg that, they pushed really hard internally to get this as a way of pushing back against that um, really hateful stuff that JK Rowling's been saying. And so um, in that sense, I'm a little bit hopeful, but I hope that they as a studio do a better job of handling it than JK Rowling would have. Yeah, I hear you. I know exactly what you're meaning. I don't know how you would be able to differentiate otherwise um in the game because you know but i think if they had that option that's like like, a good point you put you had out there um having the option if like 
it, whatever gender you choose, you could still have whatever hairstyle or whatever clothes you want to wear yeah. or anything of that sort. And Having that's my understanding of what it is. Virtual. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. In that case, I think, you know, that seems like an okay step. I don't, I think there's a bigger discussion to be had around like, as fans, how do the fans like get to take control of this thing that matters to them, whether that's through, um, you know, fan art, fan fiction, having something that becomes so big, almost like the Star Wars universe, where like people write the story that they want to tell in that universe and therefore kind of take ownership over that thing that matters so much to them and take it a, a little bit away from the creator. Um, but that is for the people who, you know, want to take that stuff and, and tell those stories. And I hope that if they do want to do that, that it ends up being meaningful for them. Andy, were you, do you give a crap about uh, Harry Potter? I love the way you put that. Um, it's not like heartfelt for me where I'm truly devastated about the game being pushed back or anything like that. I mean, I like Harry Potter. It's it's a good movie series to binge watch, in my opinion, along with a bunch of other series. But I'm not deeply into it. Yeah. As a lot of other people are. But um, this, I think, is just a step in, in the right direction with with what had been said from the author. And I guess, I so. mean, we never know how it's going to play out, too, like in the long run. Right. Whoever inherits What's-Her-Face's money might be feel really remorseful about all the dumb shit that she said and mm-hmm. pay it forward, you know, or maybe she'll have a change of heart. And that's not me trying to say, like, we should celebrate every aspect of this game and without uh, acknowledging the fact that what she said was or what she has said and continues to say is pretty horrendous. So, um, yeah, but I, I fell into Harry Potter like later. It wasn't really in my demographic because I'm I was like in my 20s when I got into it but i always really like the movies and uh books and i always look forward to like reading them to my son when he's older and now it makes that a little bit like harder to find joy in but um yeah like you said angie it's a step in the right direction and i can just hope they keep taking steps in the right direction uh, all we can do is hope there that's right fingers crossed everybody <laughs> Next up, we're going to talk about this Epic Games buying the Fallout or Fallout Fall Guys devs. Uh, uh, I was going to roll with it and say, yep, they <laughs> turns out Epic Games paid $10 billion for <laughs> Bethesda. They outbid Microsoft. Second. <laughs> got them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you got got Microsoft. Uh, anyway, Epic Games buys Fall, Guy, Fall Guys developer. Which I didn't really think about it when I heard this. Uh, the developer's media tonic, by the way. We pulled this story from Joshua Rivera over at Polygon. But I was like, whatever, I don't care. And then I realized how many crossovers there are between, what is it, um, Fortnite and everything else, like Marvel or Star Wars. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, this actually might be really cool. There's going to be all kinds of goofy bean outfits out there in the world for people who are playing the Fall Guys universe. I think it's a really, it makes sense to me in the way that Epic has been positioning themselves to be the long tail games as service hub in the sense of them owning Rocket League now and now having Fall Guys like between that that and Fortnite. like. They are the long tail game studio now. Yeah, it's like them and Bungie. And that's, well, I guess Ubisoft, because like, but yeah, you're right. Like, there aren't that many out there having just talked about Outriders like a little bit ago. It's really hard in this climate because these games have a long tail, then it's hard to enter the market and be competitive against them. You know what I mean? So having one under your belt already and that one being probably the biggest game that's ever hit the planet earth besides maybe gta 5 like definitely is in your favor you know Mm -hmm. uh have either of you ever played fall guys i still have not angie i i have not either um but i will i i think that um 
these these fun little guys are definitely going to be making their debuts in Fortnite at some point here soon. Yeah. And uh, there will be costumes. I think it will be cute seeing kids in like little little bean guy costumes. That'd be fucking cute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, um, that's that's what I'm looking forward on too on this thing. I think it's gonna probably be free to play too, and they More might even. Uh, did they already talk about that in the story, and I just missed it? No, no, they, not that I'm seeing, but I just I could just picture that. Yeah. Thing. And then if it's on Epic Game Store, then all of us can play it together whenever. And I think that game, the number one thing I didn't like about it, like AJ and I think played it together maybe once or twice, was it's way more fun if you get like three, it's like a party game basically. So if there's like three or four of you in a group together, like not even that you're playing together necessarily, but you're like in the same room laughing at how one another gets wiped out or whatever, that would be a ton of fun. I think to play with um, a group. And I think it's cool that hypothetically we could all like be in the same room playing this together in the near future. It's pretty exciting. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. Agreed. <laughs> the last story we had was about is about the uh, disruptions at Cyberpunk due to the hacking that took place there a couple weeks ago. Um, apparently, that roadmap that they released, maybe I think it was just at the turn of the year, maybe about how such and such patch was coming at this time and that time and the next gen version. You guys remember this? roadmap probably oh i i memorized it because i was like i can't wait till february when i can play patch 1.2 which should be yeah. the best possible version of this on pc i can't wait yeah exactly who who didn't memorize that honestly got it memorized <laughs> so apparently that uh poorly written ransom note was Dead fucking serious because that totally screwed up their work. And now that's probably going to push things back further because of all of the extra work that they have to do to um, secure their network. And you imagine people are still working remotely. That really can't change because we're still in the midst of this global pandemic. So I just, I mean, I feel really bad for the developers as usual for this game and the ones at CDPR just in general who've worked on this for so long and just it just can't they can't win man there's no there's no lift up here for them it's from the beginning when they launched it's just been a shit show yeah um storm with light rain and then more storms so it's just and shit too as you mentioned it's not even rain there aren't korok seeds coming down on their heads it's shit Mm -mm. there's no question about it yeah straight up brown yeah and the games have been out for like three and a half months now, or almost four months. So it's not yeah. like this has been like a short ride for them. It's been a third of a year where they've been dealing with this crap. And yeah, I just, it's going to be nonstop for a little bit longer too. Yeah, for sure. I don't know that it's ever gonna. And I'm still waiting for that next gen version that I can maybe play at some point in the maybe in 2022 now when the game should have actually come out so many maybes yeah <laughs> well yeah that's Again. that's the real question though right is like how yep how much of a delay and a blow to not just patch 1.2 but to the next gen version and to Further the game patches. i've been waiting to play all year <laughs> witcher 3's uh next gen upgrade <laughs> Because, oh yeah man you know you know me gotta play every game seven years after it comes out Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Nope, That's a good way to nothing. do it. I, I I just got done talking about playing Bloodborne, and that game's almost six years old. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, I've heard, I mean, and that next-gen version is supposed to be pretty... Uh, I mean, it's supposed to be free if you own it on a, another system. I don't know. I've that, been that, waiting that be to play way. the perfect version of The Witcher since my friend told <laughs> me that it became his favorite game of all time, beating out Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI, which, like, always went back and forth for him yeah and what i've it's a fantastic game what i've learned is there will never be a perfect time <laughs> because that no. game is going to exist forever and be like shepherded forward forever yeah well i mean you should if you you have a decent gaming pc now you should just play it there because you can already play it. but i already own it on xbox 
Oh. I paid $5 for the game <laughs> of the century edition that has all the expansions. Nice. Anyways, nice. I actually, speaking of some Xbox news, they announced, I think that the Witcher three um, is leaving game pass soon too. So, Oh really? Yeah, if anyone else was there. also waiting this out, like I have been, <laughs> might be time to play the two hundred hour open world RPG you've been waiting on. Yeah. Real quick before we uh, adjourn or answer our mostly normal question, there was a PSVR a special today. After Angie and I talked about it last week, I think what. Um, playstation was doing in the announcements that they had coming and we all thought they were going to abandon psvr and apparently today they just announced six games coming to psvr in the near future including doom 3 that's the only one that you would recognize unless you watch this so i'll probably watch it and talk more about it next week but it's just kind of cool seeing that that's not dead i thought it was really they're cool keep going with it that they completely po- i mean you know, knowing id, they love porting their games to things, but I think it's really rad that they're doing specifically that version of of Doom in VR because it's it's a much more horror esque V you know experience than um, other versions of Doom have been lately. Like it's yeah. you know pitch black and you have the flashlight and you're creeping around and it's a lot scarier than doom 2016 and probably less likely to make you vomit everywhere <laughs> exactly Anyways. i don't know why people always want to be scared in vr man like i i mean i'm saying this as someone who played half-life alex and resident evil 7 both in vr so yeah i'm not sure what's wrong with me but it amps it up man it makes it more real it does it definitely does with that said let's get to our mostly normal question so we can gtfo which is what game have you spent the most amount of money on? And I think the uh, this is kind of like a leading question. And I think it means not which one have you spent the most amount of money necessarily on the original investment, but maybe on the long tail. Say you're like addicted to Fortnite or Final Fantasy 14 and just can't stop playing for the last 12 years. So you spent like $1,200 on it. Oh, man. I have to think about this. I think, I mean, I've never played a live service game like hardcore so i don't know that i've have a great answer angie do you have a great answer for this right away when i seen this question it i it instantly brought me back to gears of war 3 i did the pre-order for it and got like the best edition you could get so i was so excited and uh there was even, I didn't get it, but I really wanted to. There was like a replica um, enlarged Lancer oh, that you could buy. That sounds oh, badass. It looked so badass. And I was like, going to like make something that I could hoist it up on my back and just, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I was super excited. I didn't get it, but it was because it was at the time it was just, I think it was like 150 bucks or 200 bucks. So like yeah i'm not gonna do that right now but yeah i did all the things with that game so that would be the one so far that i've spent the most on and then spoiler alert made me cry because dom died made me sad oh yeah that was a sad point um but no that would be my that would be mine gears of war three okay chris did you think of one you know um for a game where i told myself I don't pay money to get further into it. I probably have paid the most into Hearthstone because I just paid to play their single player expansions back in the day when they made a bunch of those. And I am under the impression that um, that probably added up over time in a way that I wouldn't have anticipated. Um, So I'm going to say Hearthstone. Yeah, that looks like it, it could easily, like little bits at a time, just collectively becomes a big chip chunk. away at my pocketbook. It's a little bit. Mm. Good game though. Yeah, I got. I mean, I hate to be a disappointment, but I really can't think of a single game that I've ever spent money on outside of 
the original purchase. Like even DLC, I don't really buy a lot of DLC or anything. So I guess Breath of the Wild, I did buy the DLC for that. So Control, I bought the DLC for that. So maybe the the $70 I spent on uh, the original Breath of the Wild game and the disappointing DLC was as far as I've gotten doing that. But yeah. This hurts. Well, I, I guess maybe play the DLC. Maybe I, I clearly need to go back and play that game again because I don't know that clearly. my opinion holds uh, if I were to give it a shot. And also with the DLC, you can get a motorbike, if I remember correctly, that you can ride so, around instead of a horse. That just sums up that I need to get this DLC yeah. right there. Yeah, I think like, you have to accomplish something. You don't just get it right away. Like You have to do something to get it. But I can't, And I can't remember what that is, obviously, but... Please, please replay the game. Yeah, I, I should. I, please, John, I think of the children. Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> think of the little Gorak poops. <laughs> exactly. Got to collect them all. Got to catch them all. Gorak poops. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. That does it for our show for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. You can catch all of us at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. Remember, you can email us at podcast or podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. Go there, mostlynormalgamers.com, and check out our website. Go to mngamers.substack.com. Check out our uh, Substack slash newsletter, whatever you want to call it, which is real cool. And you'll get another one of those this upcoming week. I am at Johnny Samsonite on Twitter. If you want to hit me up, please do. Angie, where can we find you if you're not attending to your dog? Where do you exist on the internet? Nobody wants to talk to me now. I can I can talk. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Nope. Sorry. Yeah, Rupert's very needy. That's why I was muted myself. That's <laughs> alright. Um, no. Uh, at Stellar Smalls, uh, Twitter and Instagram mostly as of late. I need to get back on Twitch, but it's just finding the time. Uh oh, Chris is gonna beat you to that. Twitch he will, and I'm, and, I, and I'm happy for him because, you know what, he's going through all that backlog and he's doing such a great job. Except for when I get called in for overnight shifts and have to cancel the one time I'm scheduled to stream. <laughs> um, anyways. Can't win them all. Yeah, you know, not getting fired from your job is a better priority a than streaming. It's important. <laughs> right. You can catch uh, said Monday morning coffee streams. Um, I also have to cancel next week's because I'm doing the overnight, as I alluded to, <laughs> if that doesn't get cut from the podcast. Um, so no. uh, I am going to try and do some streams on the weekends. Um, over the weekend, I, I streamed a surprise victory <laughs> in Apex on the PC for the first time. I, I became the kill leader for the right. first time probably ever in Apex Legends <laughs> and uh, felt really good about that. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I'm not likely to like stick to that game much longer um, in terms of like streaming it in a way that like, is like, oh, I'm going to be like the very best. Like no one ever was at Apex, but I do love playing it. So, um, but Look forward to me coming back for more Monday morning coffee stuff. I think on the 15th is going to be the next one. And then that's at VG occasion on Twitch and Twitter. Come help me make some sort of weird caffeinated community or something. I got to come up with a slogan. (laughs) I like caffeinated community. Yeah, that's good. Caffeine community. It's good. John, what about you? Go with it. Oh, I already said at Johnny Samson. My bad. I don't really go on Twitch much anymore. But maybe someday I'll get back on there and do it for the pod. It makes my screen smaller. Does it do that for you guys too? It makes it cuts out like a tiny portion. It's not a lot, but you know. Oh, when you're streaming? I, yeah. It like so that you can like monitor I don't have OBS up, maybe that's why. Oh, interesting. But anyway, it's neither here than there. Mm-hmm. I just kinda wanted to dive in the weeds briefly before we said goodbye. I uh with that done. I've been using um Streamlabs, and I figured out how to do an overlay where it makes Twitch chat transparent over your game window, which I thought was oh. kind of interesting. That is cool, man. Yeah. Bullshit. Puzzling yeah, my way through it that. slowly. No, it's good. I think that's where everybody starts. Anyways. Yeah, you got it. Anyways. Well, yeah, go check out these folks. Mostly Chris, because he's actually doing it on Twitch. <laughs> Hey, also and follow AJ at AJ underscore ID. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. 
E-I-D-E. He deserves to not be treated well on the internet right now because he's on a vacation and we're not. Yeah, like the second one in a couple weeks. I mean, yeah, I leave for Arizona in two days for another week and I was just there last week. But, you know, screw AJ. That's what I say. All right, then. I only say that because I'm not leaving yet. I'm going to Iowa. Woo! (laughs) Party! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Good times. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for joining us this week, and we'll talk to you next one. Bye. Bye.